Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL Week 7 is in the books, and so is your Fantasy Football Week. We will start to take a look back at what happened in Week 7 and start moving ahead to Week 8 and a trade in the NFL to discuss. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. As always, Craig Bish, Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. And we are here every day from noon to 2 Eastern. Of course, today, Chris Bavone is producing our show. So we say hello to Chris. Of course, you can hit us up on Twitter at Craig Mish at Joe Pizzapia 17 every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 Eastern. This is Fantasy Sports Today. And Joe, a good afternoon to you as we'll have a trade to discuss. And of course, a quick look back because it won't take much time. A quick look back to the uh, Monday night game, uh, yet another night game in the NFL that ends up being a complete debacle. I mean, this was as disastrous a game that you could ever remember. And look, this is just kind of what happens in the NFL. Sometimes it is unpredictable, and, and this is the trend that we head towards. Unfortunately, we can only count the good night games maybe on one hand, maybe even less than that in all the games all season long. But that's kind of what we got last night, just a blowout from start to finish. It was really over in the first six, seven minutes of the game. Well, Craig, I guess it's all about perspective. So as a Patriots fan, I enjoyed this thoroughly. I love a good thrashing. Yes, so of course, it was kind of over when it started. But at the same time, there's something fun about pounding your in-division opponents, especially coming off a huge win, an upset win, where they had hope. And yes, it sounds like a super villain inside of me when I say this, but I love it when a team has hope and then you crush them and you stuff their face back down and remind them who they are. And that's what the Patriots did to the Jets. Sam Darnold was seeing dead people, apparently seeing ghosts. He told him uh, he told his coach, which I mean, of all the things, when you know, you're mic'd up. Maybe that's not the smartest thing to say, but uh, I guess he really was seeing ghosts because uh, there were Patriots in white jerseys all over the place. And it might have felt that way. And it is around Halloween time. So perhaps it was right. But incredible scheme there. Um, the pass rush, the Booger McFarland did a really nice job, I think, of breaking down the pass rush and the way they were attacking that offensive line and changing out things and bringing in guys and then pulling them back and showing blitz and then not. And it really just confused Sam Darnold and it was all kinds of trouble in the Patriots defense. Another shutout for them, Craig. And I think that's the big takeaway, too, is, man, this Patriots defense is terrifying right now. Yeah, in fantasy, they've been one of the MVPs of the league. I don't know that I would ever say that, but that's they've either scored a touchdown or pitched a shutout in virtually every game this season. And uh, and look, we'll we'll just kind of have to see what the Jets do from here. But it was one of those Patriots games that you just right away. It just was obvious that they were going to crush them and they did. And so didn't have to spend much time, in fact, watching that game last night, which was good for me going out with a few friends and not even having to pay much attention once it was 24 nothing. That was the end of the game. And so uh, beyond that, in, in terms of the performances, perhaps we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit later on. But there really isn't much to say. It was just Sony Michelle and Tom Brady in the defense and the Jets did absolutely nothing. And you're hoping for anything from the Jets on Monday night, you got nothing. And so that was the end of that. So 
Moving forward, it's interesting what the Patriots did today is they ended up making a trade to add some more depth to their team. And uh, and it seems like a pretty good trade for both sides, actually, on this one, where the Patriots get Mohamed Sanu, who's a nice player, and, uh, and, and we can kind of get into him a little bit and see what he'll be able to provide for the Patriots the rest of the season. But I thought Atlanta did well, too. A second-round pick for uh, Sanu. We know Atlanta's going nowhere. And, uh, you know, New England's second-round pick would probably be low anyway. But still, I mean, I, I think that the Falcons did a good job getting out in front of this one. And certainly, I didn't. you would never think Sanu, Joe, would be worth a first-round pick. So I thought they did pretty well here getting a second. Well, I think you make a really astute point there, which is the Patriots second round pick is practically the beginning of the third anyway, most likely, especially getting off to the 7-0 start. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good one. Uh, I think they paid a little bit more for Sanu because he's healthy, number one. I think if you're going to take a shot on somebody, there's not Emmanuel Sanders has been banged up a bit. Uh, AJ Green, I think, they've, I think they have a little bit of that, um, I don't say buyer's remorse, but they're a little sketchy right now buying in on anybody after Antonio Brown's situation, that whole thing burned them. So I think now it's like, all right, let's pay a little bit more for a guy that's a little bit more reliable and maybe doesn't have the upside or talent level of some of these other guys, but he kind of fits this mold of the kind of player that tends to succeed there. And um, looking at Sanu for his, you know, receiving totals, he's a guy that's never caught more than 67 balls in a season, but he's been a very reliable receiver and he's worked with um, Matt Ryan for the last couple of years, a very reliable quarterback before that he was with Andy Dalton. So, you know, he, he's used to playing with decent quarterbacks at the very minimum, and getting to play with Tom Brady, I think he fills a role in terms of size, in terms of uh, ability, in terms of what they want to do on offense. I think he's an excellent complement to what they have already. And if they can just get Josh Gordon healthy, it's a huge addition for them. And yeah, it's a second round pick. But like you said, it's a late second round pick. So I get it. I think the Patriots overpaid. But I think they overpaid for something that they feel is a sure thing. And, and I think that makes sense. And another Rutgers guy. You know how Belichick loves his Rutgers guys. Yeah, a good guy, by the way, in Sanu. And so that that was probably part do you think of they overpaid for that too character. because he's a high character guy i feel well, like they I may, do i maybe i i am very surprised that they gave up a two but again when you're in a situation where you know clearly the asking price for aj green i guess had to be more patriots are not really one of those teams that gives give up picks but i uh, know i understand at the same time i think joe this is more of an indictment i know they're different players but it's more of an indictment on josh gordon honestly for me i i think that fantasy wise and i have josh gordon in a couple of leagues i have to have some concern because like I, I kind of knew that they were going to add a receiver and certainly it could have been somebody better than Sanu. But I just I, I think that the the uh, end is coming here for Josh Gordon, unfortunately, in New England. I don't know that, that they're not done yet. Maybe they add another player to stretch the field potentially. Yeah. But Gordon, to me, looks like a tight end in a wide receiver's uniform. He looks slow. Yeah, he doesn't look athletic anymore. And the promise that we thought with Gordon years ago with Cleveland and then going to New England. Yeah, I mean, it happened for a few games last year, but I, I just I don't think he's a cuttable player. Uh-huh. I just feel like this is toward the end of the line. Unfortunately, You know, you, you might be right. I, I think right now, you know, it's always tough to gauge and, and judge somebody if they are truly injured. And it seems like he's dealing with some legitimate injuries, more than one, actually, from some reporting that you get out there from the B guys. But um, you're not wrong. I think it's also an indictment of where AJ Green's stock is, too. If you figure, hey, if the Patriots are moving a second round pick and they were shopping that around, and they were like, uh, no, we don't want AJ Green, <laughs> you know, or, or Emmanuel. Well, Sanders. they control Sanu, I believe, beyond this year too. Well, and that's the other thing—you do have a little bit more control on Sanu, which is a positive. If the Pats make another move, I would rest assured it would be for an offensive lineman. I think that's the—they you know, have some issues there too in terms of injuries and guys on IR, so that wouldn't shock me either. But Sanu, Sanu is perfect because Sanu gives you, um, you know, a good size wide receiver. He's only—he's thirty, I think, this year. I think he just turned thirty, so. You're in a spot there with him where he's a good compliment to Edelman. You can rely on him. He's a good locker room guy. He's, you know, by all accounts, a model citizen, always has been, as, as you just discussed, too. And it, it makes a lot of sense. It's a very patriot kind of move. 
And yeah, on the other side of this, it tells you uh, a couple things. The Atlanta Falcons are throwing in the towel, as they should. Yeah, yeah. And there should be more pieces to fall here in the next couple of days because this is going to be hot and heavy. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to jettison a lot of players. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, real quick, um, the other big story, I think, from the NFL, Joe, carry uh, on Johnson of the Lions, who uh, done a fair job pretty much this season as the worst game of the year was this past week. It looks like, according to published reports, he'll miss weeks if not one week. And so uh, next man up is Ty Johnson, who's going to be a hot name on the waiver wire. I checked all my leagues. He was available in all but one of them. And uh, look, I don't, I don't know that there's any talent even with this kid. Honestly, I have no clue, but I know that he's starting and I know it's the Giants. So maybe there's some volume there and I'm guessing he'll be the number one pickup in fantasy this week. Well, he should be just for the matchup. I mean, right now where we're on their waiver wire, why wouldn't you pick him up? And the fact that it is the Giants, hey, maybe you get a really good game out of him and maybe you could flip him. At the very least. So if you're the carry on Johnson owner, I think you need to overbid on him a little bit because of the matchup. And because, as you said, weeks with an S at the end of it makes a difference. And you see what you get. You're hopefully you at least get one decent game out of him based on matchup and volume. And then after that, you could see where it goes from there. But I think the carry on Johnson owner right now, you got to kind of pay a little bit more of what you got left in that fab to pick him up. All right, we're off and running here on a Tuesday on Fantasy Sports Today. We've got the opening drive coming up next. We'll talk about the waiver wire as well. It is a Florida Man Tuesday, so we'll hit on that subject here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia here with you from noon to 2 Eastern. We've reached our first time out of the show. We'll hit the opening drive. Of course, the NBA is upon us, so we'll touch on that as well. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today presents First Play from Scrimmage The Opening Drive The First Play of the Game From the Opening Play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back This is Fantasy Sports Today And yes it is time for the opening drive Of our Tuesday show Always a quiet Tuesday Usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays a little bit quiet for us Of course the World Series begins tonight, so we'll fire up a lot of baseball talk here on the show. Can't wait to watch that game tonight with Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. Should be an exciting series, hopefully a long series. But, Joe, let's get things started with the NBA, where the season is upon us. And the bad news came down late yesterday with Zion Williamson, the number one overall pick. And, of course, the stud that came out of Duke University had that injury. And then they said, oh, I'll probably only miss a few games to start the season. Well, boom, now surgery going to be out six to eight weeks and certainly changes the landscape of the Pelicans outlook also changes the outcome of who you would vote for for rookie of the year and maybe some of the wagering for rookie of the year in the NBA which is always very popular as well that was just a bummer to see because it does affect the excitement level of the NBA when you lose the top overall kid yeah, uh, it, it certainly does. And it's a bummer just as an NBA fan because you want to see Zion out there. He's had a brilliant college career. Everybody's excited. And also people have made some comments about, oh, look at him already hurt because of the body type because he's a little bit more round. And you know what? I like that he's a little round. I like that he's fit fat like me, you know, 
Clearly, Zion and I like the carbs, and there's nothing wrong with that. What? You used to be a real thin guy. It. What happened to you? I was never real. I was never thin in my whole life. I always had a little bit of a belly, and I still do, and I don't, I don't care. I don't remember I guess, that. I thought you were. A, you know, eh, I, no, I'm not like I'm not like a giant overweight guy. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm also only five seven, so you know it's it's a big difference there. You know, and you start putting on weight, but you know he's uh, he's more in that. I don't want to say Charles Barkley mold, but when Charles Barkley was young. He was kind of a thick guy, and then he got bigger over time, and he held up pretty darn good, and he was a pretty great player. So I wouldn't worry too much about uh, Zion's body type, but it's a bummer from fantasy perspective. If if anything, Craig, I actually think this is an opportunity from a wagering perspective, because if you believe Zion is that good, six weeks is a drop in the bucket. I mean, it really is. It re- don't you think it is? Uh, I don't know for this award that it is. I'm not sure about that. That that I don't know that I see eye to eye with you on on, uh, on that one. There's also a kid, by the way, that uh, is on the Miami Heat, and uh, and again, transparency with the NBA. And I've talked about this before. I don't follow it nearly as close to as I used to. But uh, this kid, Tyler Hero, is 10 or 12 to one now. He was 40 to one to win Rookie of the Year. He's like one of the favorites potentially to win. And Miami doesn't really have anything else besides Jimmy Butler, except Jimmy Butler. I would keep an eye on this kid. Uh, so, yeah, so I do not see eye to eye with you on that one. For Maybe for an MVP type because the guy can come back and propel them to a lot of wins and winning in the playoffs and all that. But, no, I think this is going to hurt him, Joe. I do because they'll ease him back, too. I mean, it could be like three months. I don't know. Right on the eve of the season, too. Like That's that's what really. No, it's me. it sucks. It really does. And especially for the Pelicans, right? Because you're so excited to kind of turn a franchise around. And, and perhaps the most impressive season. show ever where you kind of made a comparison to yourself with Zion Williams. And I am super impressed like that. That's that right, baby. Great. That's what I do. Throwing I yourself ridiculous. into the conversation with Zion. The reason why I like him is because it's a me. I mean, that's he's a little, he's a little, he's, he, again, does he look like everybody who comes out as the number one overall pick in the NBA or in any sport? No, he doesn't. He's a bigger dude. Like he's just a little bit. He's thick. He's thick. What's wrong with that? He's an athlete. Go get him, kid. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about you than I am Zion Williams. I, I, I haven't you. seen you in a while. Five well, maybe I'm, I'm concerned here. Picture. I got the the, the gun show. What, what, when, here, are you are you weighing in at all? What, what are you looking at a scale at all? What's the deal? I am five seven one eighty five, but I'm not like oh, oh my god, fat. Oh, I see. Okay, that's what's yeah. going on. There. You were not. Yeah, but that's what we go. Well, yeah, I was. Yeah, maybe one seventy five. I put on probably ten, but I would say. Um, I'm there's, down when I when I saw there. you three years or four years at Towers. There's no way you. Well, were I saw you two years ago at Towers. Two, two years ago at the FNTS. There was no team. way you were 185 then. No, Always. no, yes, I was. Uh huh. I am. Wow, that's shocking. I know. I and, and it's 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 all uh, it's all in the legs and it's all in the belly. That's where it is. That's, that's the <laughs> I would assume so. I mean, there's not a lot of it's all in the. Figure. I told you, I'm fit fat. I'm not a guy you look at and you go, boy, there's a big fat ass walking around. No, I'm not that guy. But I'm also not. Oh, look at this skinny guy wearing skinny jeans or slim fit shirts. No, I'm not that guy, man. Boom. All right, I lift things up and put them down. Speaking of pants. Uh, Odell nice Beckham transition. Jr. has been fined for wearing uh, pants that went beyond his knees for $14,000. He posted the letter on social media. Uh, look, Beckham probably shouldn't have been fined for this. I get it. He's right. But now is not the time for the Browns to be popping off about anything, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't get this. Like, what? So the pants went past his knees, right? That's 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 the that was issue. like the deal. Yeah. OK, so are, are you telling me that there's somebody who's monitoring that? I guess so, Joe. I guess so. That's what we've been reduced to. Okay. Okay. Can't get the calls right on the field, but we got to check the knees. Well, there you go. See, you knew exactly where I was going, and that's why we're. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Oh no, that you let you let. See, I led you to the water, and now we get to drink from it. See, there you go. And here, here's the question. So we have somebody monitoring that. 
but we can't get somebody to monitor that play at the end of the Packers-Lions game where we get everything right. Like, that's the thing. And you know what? If this is a job, I'd like to throw my hand up here. I'll do this. I will go check. We'll, we'll you know, give me the all 22 camera. I'll check all 53 and make sure everybody's pants are the right size. And then I will dole out fines accordingly to the NFL because, you know, they're hurting for cash, Greg. Well, I think you qualify for this. I think that I think it's I mean, among like the eight podcasts that you do per day, you can mix in a ninth just on, on pants. Hey, just that's not that's how they do pants in prison. It's one of my favorite bits ever on a, on a show. You know what I'm talking about on Friends? Where he's going to get the, um, uh, the pants done? You know this episode? No. I mean, I've, I've, I've watched Friends a lot, t- but no. Now Joey sends Chandler to his his, uh, his tailor, and he says, you know, oh, you got to go see my guy, you know, your guy, whatever. And uh, he goes there, and he goes to get his pants done, and there's, uh, let's say, cuppage is what's going on. And he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Right? And he's moving his uh, right. stuff over to get the thing. And he's like, yeah, but that's just how you do pants. And he goes, no, that's how they do pants in prison. So, yeah. Gotcha. There you go. Gotcha. Okay. Next time I catch it on. uh, I got a lot of energy today. I don't know why. So take it. Take it while you got it. It's the Patriots win. That's why. Must be. All right. uh, Final Star Wars trailer is out, Joe. This will come out here in December. They're putting an end to the Star Wars series. (laughs) Are you excited to to see this one? Or will you see it in the first day, second day? You know, the Who had a farewell tour in 1983. (laughs) You know, I love this whole end of the Star Wars series nonsense. Like they're not going to make 12 more movies. Right, but um, but I guess of this uh, not trilogy is it trilogy? What what do they even call uh, it anymore? I don't know what you it's the third trilogy, so they I ended the trilogy the last time and now they brought back three movies again this time. I enjoyed these more a lot more than I did the first three. I know I think we've differentiated well, on that opinion, but no, 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 no. Okay. You don't mean the first three meaning the originals. You mean the first three. The originals were great and then when they did the new ones, oh, they're they, horrible. They were, they were yeah, the first and bad. second one were I thought the third this, one was good. The second one's one of the worst films ever made. Ever. The third ever. one has some moments, but the second one is wretched. The things that come out of their mouth are terrible. And then I don't know. Like, I actually thought the second one of this this Last Jedi was actually better than Force Awakens. And the Force Awakens was just a pandering, stupid remake of New Hope with different characters, but basically the exact same plot line. And it was kind of dumb. Um, I, I don't know. I was thoroughly unimpressed with the trailer. I Usually I get a little excited about this. I will see it the week after because it comes out around the holidays and it's too busy at Christmas time for me. So my buddy and I, we always go see these movies together. So we'll probably go see it the week after it opens. We're not like you, the first night. What in. do you eat in the movies, Joe? What's your what's your uh, candy of choice? Uh, I am a junior mince kind of guy or okay. M&M's. That's, that's right. where I go. How about okay. you, Craig? Where are you going? Uh, popcorn usually for me. Yeah. Po- popcorn and, and that's it. Yeah, I got to I mean, be in the mood for the popcorn. I still go the pop. I'll do the popcorn, but like a small popcorn. I'm not one of these giant tubs of popcorn guys. No, 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 no. I just uh, what, what happens a lot of time we go to this I pick movie and then they give you the popcorn. Is it you a pretzel so nugget guy? No. Like the pretzel nuggets? No, no. I, like the pretzel nuggets. I used to be big on candy, but not anymore. All right. Uh, final one here. CeCe Sabathia officially retires, Joe. And I think we all knew that was coming. Uh, let's just be very succinct with this here. CeCe Sabathia, <laughs> I think you and I probably feel he's a Hall of Famer. But the question becomes, is he a first ballot? Is he a second ballot? Is he a third ballot? What do you think? I don't think he's a first ballot. I, I, I think I want to say first ballot. I, you kind of throw this out the window, but I also like more unanimous guys. I'd like to say first ballot for the true elite players. And I think CZ was a very good player. He's a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it when you look at the stats and how he compares. But I'd say second. I or, agree. You know, I, agree. I, don't I think, think first second ballot. ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know, think first I ballot would... to me is like that elite tier, you know, that the guy you're like, oh my God, there's no way you can keep this guy out of the Hall of Fame. I would guess that. Uh, that there's there is a good chance that he gets in on the first ballot. His character, a very high character guy, he'll get a lot of votes for that. But if I had to guess, he'd come up very short. 
the first time, like in the well, seventy you also range. Think who else retired this year? Right? Who else is in? Like if oh, Miguel Cabrera retires yeah, this year, no, he's not. He, right. Yeah, neither of them are. It's so hard, man. But and those guys are first ballots to me. Like Cabrera, without a doubt, first without ballot. a doubt, without a first doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, coming up next, our first ballot waiver wire ads of the football season. We're going to go through this, look back at who the best were and who the best will be moving forward. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. You want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL, DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments. On the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer, if you're playing Daily Fantasy Hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com. It's where millionaires are made. All right, this football season, it has been uh, probably a lukewarm waiver wire overall. There has yet to be that home run player, Joe, that was sitting out there that you picked up, let's just say, right after week one that has uh, carried you to a championship. There really hasn't been. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been a few every week type players for sure. And we are also, by the way, only seven weeks into this fantasy football season. And there there could be, I, I believe there is a league winner somewhere still sitting on the waiver wire or maybe just recently picked up too. I definitely think that there is a chance of that. I'm not ruling that out. To this point in week seven, before we look at the players, we found some wide receiver threes. We found uh, a couple tight end ones for sure. And that's not difficult to do considering how, how uh, weak tight end is. And of course, with the quarterback injuries, surprisingly, we've gotten some pretty good quarterback options, maybe back end QB one performances too. So overall, a solid waiver wire season through seven weeks. But I don't feel like there has been one guy out there that you picked up that has just basically carried you all season long. Not carried you, but I think one or two of these guys on this list might have a chance to be league winners when all said and done, especially the tight ends, because tight end has been so bad. So if you waited on it and you got one of these guys off the waiver wire, it might have worked out significantly well for you. And that could be a game changer, but not not in the sense of, oh, my God, this guy is just I'm running away with the league because of this guy. It was more like I've I've outperformed everybody else at tight end off the waiver wire, and that's allowed me to have a winning record kind of a thing. And maybe right. Maybe we haven't hit that guy yet. Maybe it's a Benny Snell or maybe it's some other guy that hasn't really gotten the opportunity. We're almost at the halfway point. So in terms of regular season fantasy, we are at the halfway point. So that's something to keep in mind too, because now we're only seven weeks away from playoffs, week 14, 15, 16, which is when you should play your playoffs, not week 17, no championships in the last week. It's dumb. Don't do that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think there's still the best might be yet to come in this season. And now with the trade deadline too, Craig, some things are, might open up as well for some other names and some new guys. So keep a, an eye on these deals and who benefits on the teams where these players have been dealt from. Yeah, it definitely could. I mean, you think about last year, and depending on where you did your draft, there's no question that uh, James Conner was left on a lot of waiver wires going into drafts and into week one, and that guy was a league winner. So like, there just hasn't right. been 
that type this season. But again, we are still early on. Somebody well, usually it's a running back up this week. Well, I mean, it could even be a receiver. It could it be could someone. Be. Usually it's a running back. Usually there's a guy off the waiver wire every year at the running back position who literally runs away with it. And that hasn't really been the case. And I think that's partially because we've seen such an influx of youth at the running back position where some of it's worked, some of it hasn't. But even like second, third year players still in the very early part of their careers playing very, very well. And I think that's why you haven't really seen a lot of replacement value. So we're in like a different cycle of that, if that makes sense. All right. So uh, I'm trying to combine this between the first seven weeks prior and the next seven weeks ahead in terms of projection for me uh, from the waiver wire. So, I mean, for me to this point, statistically, strictly statistically speaking, DJ Shark on Jacksonville, Joe, with the lone exception of last week, has been the absolute star off the wire, a guy that wasn't drafted in basically any fantasy league. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, of course, was in some. Jacksonville wasn't even thought to have great receivers, even with Nick Foles. But once Minshew came in right away, Chark became a guy. And again, I know that he had a down week last week. But overall, Joe, I you know looked at all the stats and went into this from start to finish. It seems to me he's been the most consistent best guy from start to finish. That, that was a waiver wire ad this year. He's had two bad weeks in a row uh, against the Saints, three for 43 and then three for 53 against Cincinnati, which is really the disappointing one. I think the Saints, we can all give him a mulligan, especially after Mike Evans doesn't have a catch against Marshawn Lattimore. OK, fine. But then the second week here against Cincinnati, eh, that's kind of a disappointment there. But you're right. I think for the two giant games that he gave you, the only trouble is that first giant game that he had was probably on the waiver wire. So you Could get be. to take advantage Could of that. Be. So yeah. I just want to recalculate everybody's feelings about that because there's a lot of leagues where he was still not owned in week two because a lot of people saw that and just were not buying it, not believing it. Who's this guy? It's a one-off. And then he comes back the next week, scores another touchdown with seven catches. Okay, now I'm going to pick him up. So there's a good chance that really the only great DJ Shark week you got was week five where the eight for 164 with the two scores. So we'll see what happens as time goes on. And we don't know what's going to happen when Nick Foles, if Nick Foles comes back and takes this job over, how that impacts DJ. But so far, he's definitely been a guy that if you were aggressive early on or you're in a deeper league and you had him already, you've certainly you know gotten your money's worth out of that fab budget on him. Now, my second one, look, the, the second most productive one, without a doubt, is Darren Waller. But I did put Chase Edmonds above him for for the future. That that was kind of my thinking here. Look, there's well, no the way arc- you're skewing this. It makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Only with only with this player, by the way, more or less moving forward, because I just am too scared to have him lower, knowing that Arizona's bringing in running backs this week, knowing that David Johnson seems a little bit fragile. And I mean, again, with Edmonds, the difference for me, Joe, in fantasy is if I saw last week against the Giants and it was eight carries for 170 yards and three touchdowns, I would probably give a little pause. But because of the volume that he got running the ball, I got to believe that this is this is the circle, the league winner type. And I am unwilling to put him any lower because he's going to be not only 100% owned in fantasy leagues, I think he'll be 100% started in fantasy leagues this week. I think this might be that guy that we were talking about earlier, trying to identify who's that guy. Because if DJ really is more hurt than we realize, and let's be honest, his body has been failing him the last three years. This is not like a new thing with DJ. So Edmonds could be that guy in this Kingsbury offense who comes on and does become a league changer, especially because chances are you got Edmonds kind of cheap because he was more of a speculative ad. He wasn't like, oh, DJ's out. Everybody run to the waiver wire and get Chase Edmonds this week. It was kind of uh, DJ may or may not play. You might want to get Chase Edmonds. So you probably got him for like five bucks or something. So it's not like you had to go all in on your fab to get him. And if Edmonds keeps having even 85% of the kind of productivity he's had the last couple of weeks, this is the kind of guy that wins you a league, especially when guys 
uh, at the running back position have failed us miserably. Uh, some of them in terms of just productivity so far, I think Edmonds is that guy to really, I would put him number one with that potential. Okay. Uh, Waller from the Raiders has been uh, top tight end in basically all of fantasy this season. And, and so the difference between him and everybody else is outstanding. I just, I'm just unclear what he'll do the rest of the season. And I really can't believe that no teams are starting to focus more on him, but I guess the Raiders really like this other kid Moreau as well. So he has yeah. played well. Well, yeah. Waller almost is like a hybrid. Like you can, you know, he was a wide receiver converted to tight end. So he's a little bit different and he's a matchup nightmare because he's big and strong and fast. And that's, you know, if you get him out over the middle against linebackers, he's going to just feast on them all day. And if you try to put a corner on who's only like five ten, I mean, he's got like six inches. On that guy. Like it's just, it's not a good matchup for anybody. So you could try to stop him all you want. It's going to come to double teaming him, but I don't know if their teams are ready to do that yet. We'll see. All right. Uh, I have Terry McLaurin next. You uh, threw a name in uh, ahead of Waller, uh, but um, he wasn't drafted everywhere. This guy, he really I, wasn't. I, I, in every league I was in, he was drafted. Well, in every while, because you play with experts. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't No, Look, he, he was drafted. Look, he was the 20th ranked tight end coming into the season. So you can't tell me in every league this guy was drafted. Because Maybe not, but every league I played in, he was In drafted. your 10-team Rubes and Boobs Mom and Pop League, Mark Andrews probably was not drafted. I'm just saying, he probably wasn't. In in 12-team leagues with people who really know what they're doing, yeah, probably he was. But Fantasy Pros had him ranked 20th overall going into this year. He was behind Kyle Rudolph and Jimmy Graham and ahead of Dallas Goddard and Mike Gisecki and TJ Hawkinson. So, you know, again, in the kind of leagues we play in with the kind of people we play with, yeah, chances are. But if you look at if I could probably pull the stats up tomorrow of how you, many, leagues you know, drafted. why you could be right is because I'm the one that has them in these leagues. Maybe that's the reason why I draft. <laughs> well, you know, I have them. Well in, there, yeah. I have them in three of the four leagues I'm playing in. Most but, people won't take two tight ends, even in a bad year of a draft where people want to speculate. They'll still just take the one and then play the wire. Yeah, that makes sense. I took him in McDonald and I thought I'd be playing well, McLaren's McDonald's all been year. better. So I'm I, you know, I'm fine with putting Terry McLaren. in. Yeah, there. no, but, I mean, the problem that I see with uh McLaren is that and I and I and I think he's number one from day one to now, but I'm worried about the rest of the season because if they do, should be if they go back to Haskins, that could be um, and they will go back to Haskins at some point. And then I think his value is dead because I think he's tied to uh, to Keenum. And let's be honest, even though the weather was horrible, there are no mulligans in fantasy. This is what we do. We play the result. And he did nothing last week. And he also missed a week a couple of weeks ago. So uh, he's been great. He is far exceeded any expectation for any player because he was a completely unknown guy going into the season. But my ranking here is based on the next six weeks, not the first seven weeks. That has to be part of the conversation. Um, okay, uh, up next, I've got uh, my last two would be Teddy Bridgewater and Gardner Minshew. Bridgewater has also exceeded expectations and has been in a season of quarterback wasteland, Joe, a rock-solid QB, back-end one, if you don't believe it, like if people don't believe it, look at the numbers. The dude throws for 250 and a touchdown every game. And there's no yeah. deviation from that. There's no golf 78 yards. There's no rivers, no touchdowns, three picks. There's no Dalton, one touchdown, three picks. Like he's never going to wow you, but he is not going to hurt you. And look at what would have happened if you started Donald last night as opposed to Teddy Bridgewater. Donald, you lost five to seven points. Teddy Bridgewater, you got yourself your eight to ten points. That's what you want. Yeah, and on top of that, when you realize when he took over the reins, there were lots of other options on the waiver wire. Mason Rudolph was one. Uh, there was a third one. I can't remember Teddy Bridgewater and then somebody else. And the fact that he just made the simple choice when Breeze was out and pivoted to Teddy Bridgewater, you definitely won that battle on the waiver wire. And Teddy Bridgewater probably went for the least amount because everybody knew it was going to be a limited window. But turns out the simple move, the cheap move was the right move. 
Yeah, Kyle Allen as well. We've got to put him in that conversation. That also. was a third guy. I knew there was a third yeah. guy in there. All right, Teddy's real been quick. better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Teddy, I'm going we'll to I'm, I'm start He's him. He's going to have a job next year, sure. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, probably. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, anyone else, by the way? I'm done with this. I'm done. Uh, you know, let's see what Mark Walton does with the Dolphins. Let's see if he does take that job over and, and if they start to play better football. I don't think Ty John, you know, I don't think. We'll see how long carry on's out. It's too early to make that assumption. But the only other guy out there, because he's a running back and because everybody else seems to be falling down the depth chart, is Mark Bolton. He's somebody we'll talk more about tomorrow on Waiver Wire Wednesday here on the show that I think might have that opportunity. But Chase Edmonds, I think that might be the league changer. And if you can get him in a deal, try to yeah. get him in trade right now. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a big Walton guy, but uh, and and if Balaj is taking the goal line, I don't even know what the point would be. But look, he is a name and he is playing just like Adrian Peterson, uh, an active running back in the NFL must be owned. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Florida Man is next. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today is back. And as always, it is a Tuesday, so it is a... Florida Man Tuesday here on the show. We got a handful of good Florida Man stories, including a couple that are not far from my house. So uh, I think that these will be some fun stories today. Joe, you ready to get started with a little uh, Florida Man here on the show? I'm always equal parts ready and equal parts terrified for Florida Man. Yeah, you're, you. I've started to shock you with these Florida Man stories, right? Like you're yeah, shocked. Shock is a good word. Either. Dismay. Yeah. Um, yeah, dismay concern. is another good word. It's yeah. more concern for you and your well-being. As you then you could say, oh, yeah, this is not far from my house or this happened around the corner. Yeah, it's it's. And then I start seeing them pop up on national news, too. And I'm just worried for you between the hurricanes and the people. Florida is like one giant death trap, but they have nice golf courses. So I guess they do. They do. And yeah. iguanas, as I've told you before. Yeah. I can't right. wait for the dead iguana pictures. I can't wait. That's coming the morning. I wake up. You'll see it the, in January. In, in January. I will that's send it I, to you. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm going to wake up, roll out of bed, check my phone. And there's a picture of a dead iguana on it. the ground frozen. Awesome. Yep. That will be it. All right. We'll start off with story number one, which is in the city that I live. All right. A Florida <laughs> man accused of robbing three banks in three hours on Friday. Wow. Turned himself into police Saturday. Uh, His name was Sandy. He allegedly robbed a trio of banks in Broward County, which is where I live. And uh, the spree started at a Chase Bank location in Hollywood, Florida. If I'm not mistaken, that's uh, that's about uh, 10 minutes from me. Not bad. When he approached a bank teller, he implied that he had a weapon, demanded more money. Then he moved on to a Bank of America, which is five minutes from me and followed the same script. And then at 5.30 p.m., Joe, he took down a SunTrust bank, implied a weapon, and asked for money. The FBI released photos of him, and then he turned himself in on uh, Saturday. So a a three-bank robbery we start off with uh, on this Florida Man Tuesday, Joe. Well, you got to, first of all, the guy's efficient. 
We could say that. Uh, it was well planned out. Three different banks. So at least like one branch wasn't going to call the other branch. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got a problem with this guy? Oh, no. I'm at the chase over on, uh, you know, Fifth Street. Oh, no. I'm at the chase on 12th Street. Oh, I better get ready. So different banks. So you give them credit there. You give them credit for the efficiency. I like how in the article it says, in the time it takes to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie or taken a baseball game, which right. clearly they've never taken in a baseball game between the Yankees and Red <laughs> right. Sox. Correct. That would have taken about six hours for him to rob a bank. Uh, just one, maybe. But this kind of, this is a weird one in the sense that he just did he do it just to say, look at me, I can do this. Did he do it because he just wants to go back to prison? Was he in prison before or did he do this just because he wanted to see if he can get away with robbing a bank without anything? Because the implied weapon is my favorite part of this. Like, hey, uh, why don't you give me that money? Because I, uh, <clears throat> you know, got a little something, something here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, <clears throat> right here, you know, in the pocket. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Three banks, man. Like, man, like stop at one two the most. Dude, and they're and they're taught to just give the money over as they should. No one should lose their life for oh, other right. people's money, yeah. let alone their own, but certainly not anyone else's money. So I get that. So just give him the money. But it's kind of I mean, he basically robbed three banks in three hours with his finger, which is pretty. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. In in my uh, hometown, in my in city. Your hometown. Yeah. Not go. far from me. No wonder why my wife doesn't want to go food shopping. <laughs> Drive through only. Pretty <laughs> much. Teller only for Craig. He's, he's downloading that app to his phone right now to deposit checks. There yeah. Go. I don't I don't go to the bank, honestly, that much. Almost. Do never. you do the app thing? Do you do, you do yes, the banking always. app? I, I don't go. I have not been inside a bank in uh months probably i'm weird about the depositing checks on the phone thing. oh i do all that yeah i don't i don't go to the bank. Ah, that's that's the weird but i don't have any check deposits so i don't see i have one or two so i i'm i'm kind of still like i still get like once or you know i get around then or you get checks for the kids you know somebody writes them a check yeah that's true yeah i do it all online i don't do i don't go to the bank yeah Yeah, see i'm weird about that i don't know why like the picture of the check floating around or it's in my phone i don't know i'm just weird about that listen everybody has their thing you know for me it's it's just so easy banks are weird now by the way too no one works at the bank it's just kiosks you yeah, just, you, and yeah with, you walk in a yeah. bank there's like two people there yeah there's yeah. like somebody having coffee like hey how are you like that's oh my that's gosh, why is somebody here what are you doing yeah well hi there can i help you with something here's a kiosk go help yourself you know yeah no it's true all right uh here's the second story this is one that's made national news it's been on tv and and stuff not just here in florida but everybody else because there's like some debate going on here which is interesting so we'll get joe's take on it uh florida man was arrested uh finally a year after be, uh he now what happened here in this story is there was a man that was a peeping Tom in Fort Lauderdale and had done it apparently a lot in the community. And this man named Victor uh, caught the man doing it. He had done it previously to his uh, house. He was having relations with uh, him and his girlfriend, it looks like, here in Fort Lauderdale in July of last year. They heard a noise at the window, and uh, he ran outside and then found the guy having relations with himself, I guess, apparently, whatever. Mm -hmm. So when officers arrived at the house, they found the guy, uh, you know, not the peeping Tom, but the the guy that he had beat him to death, basically. And after six months, they looked into it more. And now they finally uh, have charged the guy with manslaughter here. So, man, this is uh, a tough go of it here because we're really unclear of of the circumstances. And no doubt, Joe, this is going to go to a trial of some kind, of course, like this guy is probably not going to want to go down for doing this but what would your reaction have been i mean aside guy with his junk out aside what it says in there aside from having a combat weapon in your hand right i'm gonna guess that 
this goes to trial of some kind and a jury will decide whether or not this guy ends up going to prison for for basically using excessive uh, force. That's that's what they'll claim is that he used excessive force and ended up killing the guy because the guy definitely deserved the peeping Tom guy definitely deserves some sort of punishment. But the question probably is going to become, did this guy go too far by killing the guy? Most people will probably say yes. And some punishment will end up going down for this guy as well. That's a guess for me. But again, I'm not far. I mean, I don't have to be, you know, Judge Judy to realize that he went too far here. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I don't understand why you just don't call the police. Uh, That's your tax money at work. And the other thing that I don't get about the peeping Tom is this. Explain this to me, Craig. The Internet is good for two things, basically, a ton of sports information and great analytics and things like that. And pornography like though, that's pretty much what the Internet is known for. Let's be honest. That's what it's known for. So this guy's like hiding out in the bushes. What year is it? Does he not have the Internet? I don't understand. Like everybody's got the Internet by some fashion, right? I don't understand why this guy's got to be outside the bushes somewhere watching other people like when he could just be in the privacy of his own home doing that. That's the thing. I guess he just I guess he's like old school that that guy. He was authentic. He was old school. I wonder if he wore the whole trench coat and the whole thing, too. That's kind of odd. So so if you're sitting on a jury, Joe, with this Florida man, Okay. What would right. what would what would you recommend? Uh, I would definitely recommend a short amount of prison time because he did kill a man. And as somebody who's, you know, been paid to not beat up people, but to pay to show people how to beat up people for living for a decade, um, you know, when enough is enough. And I think that uh, this guy probably was, you know, from the look of him too, this guy was probably much bigger and physically more imposing than I'm guessing right. the other guy could was. Have been. Yeah. So he probably could have gotten the message across without going as far as he did. Now, look, in fights, crazy things happen. You can hit a person, they hit their head, yeah. they fall right. down. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it depends on the nature. I'd like to see the nature of the 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 fatal wound, if I may. Yeah, it's going to be a big trial. Yeah, it's going to be is. a big trial. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get jail time, but this probably is not so. like life in yeah. prison. I'm no, thinking he's like going to get five years. Yeah. No, yeah, really? I don't think so. Oh, think three so. to five? He killed Well, him. they didn't charge him with murder. They only charged him with manslaughter. Yeah, but that's still three to five, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It depends on... In it Florida, on it's sentence. like an afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be out tomorrow. You're right. <laughs> All right, the uh, the third story here. Uh, here's another one that's not far from me. My brother actually is. Uh, <laughs> you got to stop with this Parkland. preface. I, this is not good. No, I, this is really close to me. A uh, Florida man who chronicled his nine-foot long alligator oh, in a series I wasn't of, sure yeah. where you were going yeah, I had to stop there uh, <laughs> on a Instagram really walking esque pause there it was nine foot and then it was a big pause okay yes 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 uh-huh. so the animal will be used for educational purposes uh, Paul Bedard <laughs> of Gator Boys Alligator Rescue was called to a Parkland home on Tuesday of last week he found a gator in the swimming pool a 200 pound gator in the Parkland swimming pool He says he was mellow when I caught him. I named him Cool Hand Luke because the gator was so mellow and cool. He didn't try to get away from me. He didn't even try to come after me. He was just really cool. He had a really mellow personality. Uh, So basically, the guy went in the pool, jumped in, swam around with the gator. And then there's this picture of him basically bench pressing the gator in the uh, pool and showing how you're supposed to react when a gator is in your pool. Uh, I got news for you. When the gator is in my pool, I'm running as fast as I can and doing nothing else. But this guy jumped in, took the gator out. It seems like the mentality of people in Florida is from their window. If they see anyone doing anything outside their home, they're running out and engaging with either another person or an alligator or whatever it is. That's that's not the nature of us. Northeastern people. 
the nature of us Northeastern people is you call the police. That's what you do. You call animal control. You call the police. Not Florida. Nope. You just go out there and you get going. You roll your sleeves up. And uh, that is a huge. The picture of this huge, alligator man. is it's huge. It's huge. And uh, I don't I don't know. I haven't had a lot of experiences with alligators, but uh, I've been told by the crocodile hunter that they're dangerous. I remember that. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I come in contact with them quite a bit, but you don't go near them. Like, it's just like you see it and like, oh, there's a gator. And then you just go away. <laughs> well, I guess maybe we've hit a spot there in Florida where they've just been so conditioned to people that they are not worried about people. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. But but again, this gator had a good personality. Some don't. You know, you just don't know. Like, we had that story about the beer. The guy put right. a beer in the some beer. alligators are just really hot if they have a crap personality, you know, exactly. Like, this one, exactly. you know, might, might be bigger and fatter. But you I, know, mean, they, really good I mean, some of them, you know, played David Johnson last week, you know, <laughs> they're all upset. <laughs> all right. Last story here. A Florida man used a badge he purchased from eBay and red and blue lights installed in his vehicle in an attempt to personate a law enforcement officer. Great mugshot, by the way. According to the Orlando Police Department, after an officer was patrolling on Colonial Drive and Mills Avenue in Orlando, he noticed a black four-door Acura with flashing red and blue lights. It appeared to be trying to pull over another driver. Police said that uh, he saw the patrol driver nearby, and the man basically didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. He said he admitted to buying the uh, badge on eBay. He's 62 years old. He had a police athletic league license plate. And uh, he said that he's a volunteer law enforcement agent, but he was also arrested on falsely impersonating an officer, prohibited use of certain lights and unlawful use of a police badge. Thought it was OK to just buy a badge on eBay, Joe. Well, he's, he's Batman. The <laughs> there was. A, there, yeah, there was a Batman guy, right? Wasn't there a yeah. guy that they pulled over there one was. time that was trying to be Batman or something? Yeah, something like that. Either. Yeah. I want to say it was Batman or Spider-Man. Like this guy would like really thought he was and he was out there like trying to stop crime and stuff. The mugshot is kind of funny. It looks like um, I don't know. It looks like an extra cast member from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or something. This guy <laughs> yeah, like this he's guy got rough. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. But like for my money. This is not the guy that I really want as a volunteer law enforcement. He doesn't no, seem like he's. No, um, I would say that he no longer will be one. Joe. Like I'll give you a for instance, like if Terry Crews decided tomorrow he was going to be a voluntary law enforcement guy, I bet Terry Crews could clean up the streets. That's a big, strong, intimidating looking dude. He comes over to you with a badge. You're like, yes, sir. Yes, officer, whatever. This guy, this guy, not so much. I feel like this guy is the guy waiting in front of line, you know, at the 7-Eleven for the coffee for you. And then that's, you know, yeah. I don't know. buying badges on eBay, using them as police. Well, officers. that's the weird thing, too. That, like, what's the black market? Today, I think yeah. the black market badge uh, economy is big. I mean, probably, that, well, I don't know. You probably could buy like a used one for like 30 bucks i would guess I mean, well I look i, I should have looked co-host into that gig. This, <clears throat> this co-host gig was on ebay and i bought it so that's there it is with me yeah, yeah. it's perfect yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, i guess anything great possible. Rate. yeah yeah it's terrific man i'm yeah. got to pretend that i know stuff about sports yeah, the saturday tv yeah. show was even cheaper sunday all right yeah <laughs> sunday <laughs> sorry my bad all right uh <laughs> we'll take a quick time out best of the first hour and then yes the uh, guillotine league summary for our week uh, continues next well don't go away
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. D.D. Westbrook, of course, was in some. Jacksonville wasn't even thought to have great receivers, even with Nick Foles. But once Minshew came in right away, Chark became a guy. And again, I know that he had a down week last week. But overall, Joe, I you know looked at all the stats and went into this from start to finish. It seems to me he's been the most consistent best guy from start to finish. That, that was a waiver wire ad this year. He's had two bad weeks in a row uh, against the Saints, three for 43 and then three for 53 against Cincinnati, which was really the disappointing one. I think the Saints, we can all give him a mulligan, especially after Mike Evans doesn't have a catch against Marshawn Lattimore. OK, fine. But then the second week here against Cincinnati, eh, that's kind of a disappointment there. But you're right. I think for the two giant games that he gave you, the only trouble is that first giant game that he had was probably on the waiver wire. So you Could get be. to take advantage Could of be. that. So yeah. I just want to recalculate everybody's feelings about that because there's a lot of leagues where he was still not owned in week two because a lot of people saw that and just were not buying it, not believing it. Who's this guy? It's a one-off. And then he comes back the next week, scores another touchdown with seven catches. Okay, now I'm going to pick him up. So there's a good chance that really the only great DJ Shark week you got was week five where the eight for 164 with the two scores. So we'll see what happens as time goes on. And we don't know what's going to happen when Nick Foles, if Nick Foles comes back and takes this job over, how that impacts DJ. But so far, he's definitely been a guy that if you were aggressive early on or you're in a deeper league and you had him already, you've certainly you know gotten your money's worth out of that fab budget on him. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio 